Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here with you on a Wednesday morning. Glad we're back with you here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I mean, school's out right now. So, you know, up here at Mississippi State anyway, the regular schools are still going. But uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, people aren't cravings. That's one thing I notice on social media is when people leave Starkville, one of the first things they tweet about is, man, I miss Strange Brew Coffee House. That's yeah. a good thing. It's, always good gotta, to, it's good to be missed. It means that at one point you were loved, and you may still be. What did I say at one point? Yeah, you know, <laughs> that love can endure. Gosh, Joel, very cynical here on a uh, on a Wednesday morning with you guys. So we'll, we'll get through that. Well, well, he's never cynical about Strange Brew Coffee, though. That always puts a smile on his face. He's got one right now because he knows as soon as it's we coming. get done recording, that's exactly where he's headed. As day follows tonight, so Strange Brew follows. These are these the days podcasts. of Joel's life. <laughs> like sands through the hourglass. <laughs> like coffee beans <laughs> through the filter. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Somewhere your meemaw or mamaw or grandma. Oh, my mom loved some days of our lives back in the day. I, yeah. she, now she couldn't tell you nothing about it, I don't imagine. Okay. But but yeah, back at, back when I was growing up, yeah. I mean, had the VCR set for it to record uh, while she was at work and things. And I would The VCR I had to explain what a VCR was to one of my daughters last night. She had no idea. Because she, she asked what a block, if we ever had a Blockbuster. No, one, one of them, I'm sorry, the older daughter asked if we ever had a Blockbuster. And I told her, yeah. We did, and I told her where it was. She's like, I, I somewhat remember that. And she, she, the, the youngest, like, what was Blockbuster? And that's you feel really old when you have that conversation. Oh, yeah. And then I was explaining to her, I was like, that's where we used to go. You know, you didn't have streaming services. If you wanted to watch a movie, you had to rent it. So you had to rent DVDs. Of course, going further back, you had to rent. You had to pray that videotape was behind the box. Yeah. You had to pray, just dear like, Lord. Is, is it there? It's there. It's there. And then she was like, what's a VCR? Now she had we had a VCR when she was a baby. Yeah, we used to watch some of her, you know, the Teletubbies and stuff like that on there. But she did not have any memory of what a VCR was. So you know, it really when you get to think about, we're talking about this like it was fifty years ago. It really was not that long ago. I mean, she's eleven, and I had a v- so I had a VCR nine years ago. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, since we moved into our new house back in what was the year? The year of DAC twenty fourteen was when we moved into our house, but. I had a VCR up until then. I didn't really use it because, I mean, nothing was ever coming out on VCR, you know, on videotapes back then. But, right. but yeah, I had one up until seven or eight years ago. But, but yeah, uh, it is kind of strange to think about how much our lives used to revolve around written videos and written I mean, games. And, and for me, it was always because in Ackerman at the uh, they had two videos. They had taps video, had discount video. Yeah, Woo, big time. If, and if you got it like on, I think it's if you got it on Friday, you got to keep it until Monday. Oh, 
Or maybe it's if you if you get on Saturday, you have to keep it to Monday. Yeah, I think that's right. If you get on Saturday, you get to keep it two days. Yeah. If you get any other day, you had only got to keep it one. Wow, so, one day. Well, yeah, keep it overnight, bring it back the next oh, day. Oh gosh. Yeah. So yeah, it was always be sure you you rent what you want on Saturday, so you'd have it for a couple have an extra days. day. Yeah. Oftentimes, I would go on Friday, rent it for two days, which means I would have it the entirety of the. There you go. From Friday until Monday. There you go. That's smart. Smart thinking on your part. Strange Brew Coffee House. <laughs> still relevant, unlike VCRs. They could keep you if VCRs were still a thing. It could keep what it still could keep you up all night, so you can watch your movies. There you go. We, we worked it in there. Ah, I want to thank our good friends over at College Corner, CollegeCornerStore.com. Mother's Day is this weekend, guys. If you're in the Jackson area and mom or your or your wife or whoever is a Bulldog fan, you need to head over to College Corner and get them a maroon and white gift for Mother's Day. Make sure that happens. Two locations to serve you there in Jackson. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowwood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. You know what tomorrow is, right? Hump day. It's that, but it's also Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so the first ever Cinco de Mayo over at Humble Taco. And they've got some great stuff going on. Specials all day, drinks and food. And, of course, they'll have some live music as well. So the patio should be rocking. Uh, it's going to be a great Cinco de Mayo. The first ever at Humble Taco. Don't miss it. Go over there. Grab some of that Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. And may I add that probably as you're listening, that's not tomorrow. That's today. 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 I'm sorry. Today. Today. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yes. The fifth. When I said hump day, I got to thinking, like, as people listen to this, it's already hump day. So, so yes, it is already Cinco de Mayo. Go to Humble Taco today. Joel just summed it all up for you there. All right. Let's get into the rumblings here. We've got a lot of good questions today and got a lot of bad ones, to be totally honest with you. We're going to skip those. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you, if I skip your question, well, you need to do a little self-reflection. Look inward. As always, Brian is the. I uh, am the. I take the heat. He is the author, the 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 judge, jury, and executioner of your questions. That's right. So, so I'm just here for the ride. I've already been on a podcast already this morning. I got to make fun of Brandon Walker a little bit, so that was exciting. His hair was. We were doing a Zoom with a video. He had his hair was doing like a butt cut. (laughs) He had like the 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 middle part going, and I was just like, I, I can't talk. I'm just so distracted by your hair. So your hair looks was. Can I say which podcast it was? I was on wrestling. Yes. I was going to say, you could say, uh, your hair looks like Rikishi's hind end. <laughs> you could have went with that. but <laughs> I would not want Brandon's hair in my face. I'll put it that way. All right. Our first question is coming to us from Justin Strawn at a miserable 4.31 a.m. In 2016, Mississippi State s- swept the last three series to win the conference. It's a tougher hill to climb this year, but on a scale of 1 to 10... How confident do you think that they will do that? That they will go nine and zero the rest of the yeah. way. Six. I was going to say five. If it's, Carolina I, wasn't there, if Carolina wasn't oh, yeah. sitting there, that's and it what, was, that's and what it was, it was like, like three years ago or four years ago, whenever it was. The last three were against I think Alabama, Auburn, and Arkansas, who at the time were the worst three teams in the conference. Carolina is messing up the rotation here. If this was Kentucky or Auburn. And maybe even if it was Carolina at home, I would. I would. Right, right. But on the road, it's going to be tough to sweep that. I mean, they didn't they take two or three from Florida at home? They did. They swept Florida. Or they swept Florida. So, yeah. I mean, you just feel like, I mean, State's good enough to sweep this weekend, but you cannot yeah. predict. We always talk about happen. don't get swept on the road. Sweeping on the road, incredibly difficult, especially against a good team. South Carolina's a tournament team. They could get back into the hosting discussion if they win the series this weekend. We'll see. So, five. I say five, you say six. Yeah. My son has a two-day golf tournament in Starkville this weekend. It's also Mother's Day. She and my do- 
my, my wife and my daughter are also making this trip as a result. My wife graduated from Ole Miss and will be in Starkville for Mother's Day. Mm. Is payback going to suck for me on this? I just go ahead and book a hotel room in Oxford for Father's Day is what I would do. Just go ahead and get ahead of that. <laughs> Eat at Southern Coop. It's delicious. It is. It is. That's a good Father's Day restaurant. I would love to have some Southern Coop today. That'd be nice. I had wings last night, so I don't know. I don't know. But I could probably be talked into it, to be honest with you. Speaking of Mother's shout, Day. Shout out A.J. Brown for leading us to Southern Coop. A.J. Brown, very few good things he's done in this life, but that is one of them. Oh, uh, just just hating on the boy. Come on. Well, he went to Ole Miss. He did. He's, he's a nice guy. I've talked to him a couple yeah, of times. He's he, still the greatest high school player I've ever seen play. Just, I mean, you could very easily watch him play high school football and say, yep, he's playing on Sundays. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. There's no doubt. I, I watched two plays, and I was like, yep, he's good. I'm trying uh, to think of who all in my life have I seen that I watched them and I thought he's an NFL player. Jason well, Campbell was one that yeah. I, I was I was in high school just watching him from the stands at Ackerman mm-hmm. as he was at Taylorsville. But so what did I know? But watching him, he you could just tell he was different. Mm-hmm. Um, the one guy that I I would have said that to from my hometown was Brian Darden, who just he just didn't pan out. But he was the number one running back in the country his senior year of high school. Yeah. So. At uh, Ackerman, I may would have at the time, and he did play here. Mm-hmm. But Connor Stevens was always a guy that, yeah. as a high school kid, I thought he's playing in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, one more from Justin. Speaking of Mother's Day, my wife wanted McCarty pottery. Never heard of that. It's incredibly tough to find, but I was unaware just how difficult it is. Without going into too much detail, it took me six hours driving all over the Memphis area trying to find it because so few places have it, and it gets swooped up the moment stores put it on the shelves. I found some, but I was afraid it wasn't going to happen. What's the most difficult gift to find you've ever gotten your wife? Uh. I, I don't know if I told you this. I got the reprieve this year. My wife told me, I was like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, hey, Mother's Day, what, what are you thinking? She was just like, oh, I told the, the girls that it's time for them to start thinking of a gift for me and telling you just what to buy. So I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to think anymore. <laughs> a few weeks, about a week or so ago, I got presented with something. I was like, buy this. I was like, all right. It's shipping. supposed to be here tomorrow. How easy is that? Man, that's, I mean, because it, it's tough. You know, buying a gift for my wife is easy. Buying a gift for my wife from my daughters is difficult. So, I'm trying, in terms of like, I've never like gone like like had to try to look for something though like that. So I don't know. No, and I gen- I generally have a pretty good idea. I I usually know what I'm gonna get, or what I'm going for. I'm trying to. I, I don't ever recall having to scramble to find what it was I was looking for. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have had that situation. I, I so, don't either. Bad answer to a question when I don't have an example, but I, I just don't think I do. Yeah, I agree. I got a couple here from Peyton Neely. Now that spin rate is a huge thing in pitching, how big of a strikeout pitch would a knuckleball that has zero spin be? Why is the knuckleball not really used anymore? It's not sexy. Nobody wants to be the knuckleball guy. Everybody wants to throw 95, 96. You're right, but I'll tell you what. If you can master it, you can pitch to your 50. You can pitch to your 50. I mean, how long did Tim Wakefield pitch? How long did Phil Nicker pitch? Phil Nicker, pitch? yeah. That pitch for Charlie Huff. Yeah, because there's no stress on your arm. So, yeah. I, I would be interested. A knuckleball. Have you ever seen a college knuckleballer? Mm-mm. I wonder what would happen if somebody started throwing the knuckleball. There really it's, isn't right now. I'm thinking of MLB. There, there's nobody right now, is it? No. No. Not that I can think of. So. I mean, you know, it was always... 
I mean, even on video games, you know, you'd go try and hit a knuckleball and just sitting there dancing. Like, yeah. Hey, I, don't, I don't know why more people don't try that. I don't know. Pitch forever. Yeah. Also from Peyton Neely, in honor of May the 4th, which Star Wars movie is your favorite? Mm, I was trying to think if I could go against it, but no, episode five. Empire? Yes. Yeah, Empire. same here. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. Uh, let's see here. Carter Bentley, what is the best rig in the lounge, and why is it the one tortilla grill? I'm not here to judge these 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 the rigs. Everybody's fantastic out there, but only the one tortilla grill has brought food to the press box. I'll take that back. I don't know the name of the rig, but we have had I have had food brought from another press box from my friend Lee Battle. But I'm just saying, other other rigs. If you want to be mentioned here, you need to step up your game. Is that yeah. Chad's? That's Chad Dacus. Okay, yeah. I, I I did not realize it. Yeah. Maybe I should have known that was the name of it. Because he makes everything with the, the tacos. Well, I'll tell you what. Those tacos were fantastic. They were outstanding. Crawfish, sausage, and, and Parmesan cheese. And if you ever need help, Chad, bringing us more, I will come down and give you another oh, yeah. set of hands. I, I, I'd be happy to bring a tray. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I can, I'll wheel a dolly. <laughs> whatever you got to do to get some more uh Man, that was tacos. good. They were good. We're having tacos this weekend, don't forget. We're ce- celebrating the Nueve de Mayo. That's a 3 o'clock game. You know that, right? Yeah, I, I know. Sure. I know. We're good. Just we're good. Just making sure we're we all de Mayo. on the same page. Yeah, yeah. David Wilson smartly locked his conversation up with us. Okay, I think you asked this question last week, though. Oh no, no, this is a different variation of it. Here we go. New new extra inning MLB rules. Pitcher carries a perfect game into the top of the tenth. The opposing team bunts him to third. No, no, we did answer this. We don't know the answer. It's the one about does the guy scores via two outs? Does it still count as a perfect game? I, yeah, I don't know. We, I, a, we, he asked us this last week, I think, David, and, and we uh, we, I, we don't do know the like, answer because I don't remember him saying about bunt. Now, I think he didn't maybe ask it a different way here. But well, basically, he's like, the guy's on second, right? Yeah, it, bunt, the guy, him to, bunt him over to third. If the guy scores and you still get everybody out, yeah, and then a sack fly, and then you get a strike, strike out, out to end the inning. Because it, it's still at that point you 30, lost you lost one nothing. It's still thirty up, thirty down, and you retired everybody. Right, but you gave up a run. How does that work? It's a great question. I don't know the answer. To I mean, it. I do know that the run is unearned. Like they that they don't charge that as an earned run against the pitcher, as they shouldn't. I mean, right. he, he's just automatically on second. But I don't know. A, a Google search perhaps would have done me well here, but I, I don't know what they would do here. We need to ask somebody that one. That's a, My that's guess, a good question. and this is strictly a guess, is that it's not a perfect game. I would, I agree that it's, it is a perfect game, but it's not a perfect game. I mean, a, a run it, it, while the run is unearned, mm-hmm. a run scored, and so my. But guess it's not is a batter it, that the pitcher put on. I understand that. So I think I think what I, we're I'm saying just is guessing is all I'm doing. They're going to say it's not a perfect game, but it is. A perfect well, it's kind of like Madison Bumgarner no hitting the Braves right, the other exactly. day in seven exactly. innings. It's, it's, it's it should have been a no hitter, but they didn't rule it a no hitter because it was a seven inning game. All right. Dalton Lee, what is your best pickup line if you were single to try and swoon over the newly single Melinda Gates and her fortune? Oh. First off. You know, and Jeff Jeff Bezos' ex-wife married like a school teacher. Like that guy went from I'm I'm teaching, you know, a bunch of sixteen year olds common core math to I'm worth fifty billion dollars or something. I got fifty bill in the bank. So my, my my thing is what I would do is this I'd be like, Hey Melinda, everything that Bill Gates is, I am the exact opposite of. All right, there is 
There is nothing Bill Gates about me. So if you were looking to get away from him, you can't get any further away than being with me. <laughs> hey, Melinda, got lots of bucks. You ever had a stud? <laughs> well, it's been a great show here today on Thunder and Lightning. Uh, I don't know how we're going to top that. I don't know if we're going to have a question of the day, but that's the answer of the day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a legit tear rolling down my eye right now. There was also a no context flare yesterday. Yeah. That was tweeted that would fit here, but what's that? It's it's not appropriate. Okay. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> Man. Joel Coleman with the comedy today. That was a good one. Um Missy Nations. Which MSU alum are you looking forward to seeing on Sundays this fall? So if we're not just talking about this year's draft, I mean, the answer is always Dak Prescott. Yeah, but especially coming back from injury and things, but that's right. the easy answer. My my secondary answer here is I really think Willie Gay can be a... I think he can be a, he's a great player. A, a contributor. And I, I, I think Jeff Simmons probably isn't too far away from becoming one of the NFL's best D-linemen. So I, those are the three for me yeah. that I'm most looking at. Not, no, no offense to anybody else, but Dak and, and Willie. Yeah. And, uh, well, this is sort of the takeoff year for Jeff Simmons. Yeah. Third year in the league, he should be dominant and starting to look at, hey, we need to restructure his contract kind of thing. He can be the next MSU member of the 100 million club. Reese Pavat, uh, where of the seven Mexican restaurants in Starkville will you celebrate Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> As I already said, I'm, I'm eating tacos on Saturday. We're doing Nueve de Mayo. So I will not be, I, I am not much for going out on Cinco de Mayo. If I was going to one, though, it would be Humble Taco. Um, Usually, like of the traditional, I'm just sticking with. I'm leaving humble ta- humble taco out of the equation here. Mm-hmm. Um, of the traditional Mexican fare in town, like La Terraza has always been our go-to That's Mexican your go-to? one. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Humble taco would be a good choice. Be a, be an outstanding choice, and for some people, it'd be their first experience. So, hey. What better way to experience Humble Taco for the first time than on Cinco de Mayo? I agree. All right. Uh, Will Frydenreich. Frydenreich. Which incoming football freshman has the largest ceiling? Robertson. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably the correct answer. In terms of year one, it's probably Teddy Knox. But in terms overall, it's Sawyer Robertson. You agree? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, Robertson could be a... I mean, couldn't it be three, a I mean, he could be a star. He could be a starter for the years over. Yeah, so, yeah, three, three or four year starter in the SEC. Yeah, he could be a star. Thinking about, think about that. If you're a three or four year starter in Mike Leach's system, yeah, what kind of numbers are you putting up? I, th- we, I thought about that. It, Will Rogers, if he ends up being the starter for the next three years, and he performs at that level, he would. I think he would finish his career as a top five passer in college football history. Has Leach ever had a guy for more than? Nah, a couple years, a few, a couple like BJ and the ones that are up there, like BJ Simons. I think was a yeah. three-year starter. So, uh, what transfer do you think will have the biggest impact in men's basketball? So it's the I easy think, answer is Brooks, right? Brooks is the better player. Yeah. So now that said, if they get a point guard, it could be that whoever that is. If it ends up being Rocket Watts or whoever, because I think that's something they need. What but, a good sports name, Rocket, Rocket. Watts. Fantastic yeah. sports name. The only, I, I would make him. I wish he was a leadoff hitter. 
That's the only difference. Or a wide receiver. He could bat first. There's already been a rocket wide receiver, though. So He could bat first, followed by Rowdy Jordan. You'd have Rocket and Rowdy back-to-back. Yeah. I like that, actually. Uh, and then he, what's the most underrated place to eat in Starkville? Underrated place to eat. I think I have an answer for this. Okay. Dave's. Nobody ever says, let's just go to Dave's to eat. There's thing about it as a bar. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw, by the way, Dave's won uh, some uh, some some article. They did the top 50 college bars, in the, and they did one for one per state. Dave's was Mississippi's. Wow. I like that. It's a good call. Dave's is a good place. But people don't ever think about it. The food there is fantastic. Yeah, I've never had anything from Dave's that I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Nelson says, we're going to recast the major parts of Episode 4, A New Hope, with the MSU and Ole Miss media members. <laughs> this is pretty easy. All right? You've we're, given this thought? I thought about I saw the question. So Okay, this is another one of those where I, I should have seen it ahead of right. time, but I didn't. Joel is Luke Skywalker. Oh, I'm the hero here. Well, I mean, who is the better guy than you? Right? <laughs> I'm just I'll take your word for it. All right. I'm Han Solo. Because I, I like want to that. be Han Solo. Steve Robertson is Chewbacca. Because he's the hairiest. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Maybe he could talk in this version. Uh, we only have one female member of our beat, and that's Courtney Robb. So she gets to be Princess Leia. Not that I have any interest in Courtney Robb. Well, she's well, my sister, so don't be talking about it. The lovely young... Hey, you're going <laughs> to... You know how that goes, though. Uh... Let's see here. Who who's the coolest member of the beat? Because that needs to be Lando Calrissian. That might be Tyler. Lando. Tyler is is the youngest guy. He's got a little 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 game. We'll give it to Tyler. Yeah, that's fair. Tyler Horker is Lando Calrissian. Um, is there anybody like another major character we're leaving out here? The droids. Uh, David Murray is C three PO, and R two D two would be who is like Theo. So, I don't, I don't know Theo. I don't know Theo that. enough, but yeah, to to make a call here, but I don't know. He's kind of short. Of course, I am too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. R two R two is the toughest one. For it me. used to would have been like Taylor Rayburn. Yes, it would have been a fantastic Hunter Cloud would have been a yeah. fantastic R two D two. I just think of Taylor and his yeah. all his keyboards and oh the keyboards of, yeah yeah. Think of all right, computers. and then on the dark side, uh, the Emperor would be Neil McCready. Uh, Chase Parham would be uh, Darth Vader. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm really. I mean, there's only really the two big villains because I'm not dealing with the other stuff. I'm not dealing with the the, the, the post schools and all that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about who's Kylo Ren. So that's all you really need to know there. McCready over there. I mean, you know, Ben Garrett doesn't get a, an appearance somewhere. Uh, ben in. Garrett could be Boba Fett. Because <laughs> yeah. That that would be my natural rival, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yancey doesn't fall in somewhere. Yancey is a salacious crumb. <laughs> Do you know who that is? I, I'm trying to think. He like, is the little thing that sits at Jabba's uh, feet. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 Yancey. Hey, Mississippi State had a decommit today. <laughs> that's him. I don't know who Jabba the Hutt is. And quit your jokes. We don't know. There's not really a big fat guy outside of me, but I'm Han Solo. Yeah. So there you go. Who who do we leave out? Robbie didn't get a Robbie Falk. Parent. He could be. Uh, I'm trying to think. Robbie and Dalton. We left those two out. Yeah. I don't know. Robbie could be Wedge Antilles. Sure. Why not? And then. Uh, Did we do Han Solo? I'm Han Solo. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I get to be Han Solo. If Peter Griffin can be Han Solo, so can I. Um, oh, we need an Obi-Wan. Yeah, we do. Would that be David Murray? Danny P. Danny P. is David because Murray. Because he was like my editor at the SDA. He kind of like brought me into the business. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Oh, oh, strike me down. I'll be more powerful than you ever imagined. <laughs> well. Did you do Yoda? Oh, God, Yoda. I didn't do Yoda. Um, That's Mike Nemeth. <laughs> he knows everything. Yeah, there we go. That was fun. <laughs> you and I as Han and Luke work, though. That does work. It works, so. Uh, the <laughs> Salacious Crumb still making you laugh. About that, too, and I'm just thinking about the... Well, that, make Chuck that, may, that might make Chuck Roundsville job of the hunt. <laughs> He's not so, super fat, though. Instead of the Millennium Falcon, we've either got the Tacoma or the, the Corolla. <laughs> The Millennium Corolla out there. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get. I need to get a video of me and Steve. Steve is the co-pilot there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just <laughs> run, 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 run. I could spend a while here. Uh, Clifton Taylor, would you like to see State play more non-conference games and especially midweeks on the road? The Citadel made sense for travel reasons, but I think playing more on the road might be a good idea for eye test and RPI. Might be fun to see other ballparks. Um, no. Your RPI takes care of itself. I mean, State's RPI right now is three. You don't want to. You want to go on the road if you don't have to. You want to play those non-conference games at home. I, I, I mean, the only reason State's going to the Citadel, it has nothing to do with travel. It has to do with that's Chris Lamona set this up so he could play a game against his alma mater. Yeah. You know, if Chris Lamona had gone to UCLA, State would not be at the Citadel yeah. this week. I mean, I don't have a problem with like once a game or two a year doing something like this. You know, just why not? I don't mind neutral sites, but going on the road is is tricky. So, we'll I mean, see. I can't. Im- maybe I'm wrong, but I, a lot of these places you would go, I can't imagine it would be just an intimidating road. Oh no, no, no! But still, it's just it, you just want to avoid the road. Brian McDuff has a question he brought to us from sickspackpeak.com. I, I okay. This person doesn't do Twitter. Why do we say moral victory? Does the victory does the victory go against your personal beliefs? Shouldn't it be morale victory? Yes, it should be it should morale, be morale victory. victory. That's a very good question, and that is that's a, he's right. He's you hit right. the nail on the head. All right. That is a good. Why do we say moral victory? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Should be a morale victory. We're, we're going to start. We're going to try to bring that. We're going to try to take that back here on the show. We'll talk about morale. I'm victory just trying now. to think of a way in which moral victory actually fits. Is it kind of like... If you think about it long enough, it doesn't. Yeah, it really kind of I was just sitting here thinking... Like, in my life, there's probably been times where I missed out on on fun, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, which that could be any number of things, mm-hmm. but I felt like I was doing the right thing. Yeah. So while I missed out on the fun, mm-hmm. I felt like I was doing the right that thing. Was so a that, that was for a, your a victory for my morals. But not a moral victory. A moral victory would be where, like... Let's just say, let's just say, and I'm not trying to make any kind of comment here, but two people are running for election, and one is an obvious sleazebag, and the other person is a obvious good person, and the obvious good person wins. That's a moral victory, a victory for morals, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Again, not trying to make any kind of statement there. Ryan Pace, uh, Joel. It was mentioned on a previous podcast that if I financially incentivized you for and the podcast, you would eat sweets. Yes. 
So how much is the price tag if you get one month to eat an entire birthday cake? Oh, it's not as much as you would think. I mean, I, 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 the, I bet I bet you would, eat, you would Joel, eat a cake for fifty bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You give me fifty bucks, I'll. We're gonna set up. We need to set up a GoFundMe. Or give me fifty bucks a month. I'll eat a birthday cake a month. That's fine. I'm good with that. That's six hundred bucks a year. All I gotta do is eat a cake a month. Yeah. That's that's pretty funny when you think about it. <laughs> I mean, like, that, my, I, I just want to see you on the video. Well, it's time to eat the birthday cake again. Here we are. <laughs> Today's cake comes to us from Cakes by Kathy. Well, think about it. It's a birthday cake. That's really only like what a, a couple slices a week or something like that. I mean, I could do that. You should, you, you should probably if you ate a slice a day. You'd be done in a week, and you have three weeks to not eat cake. Yeah, I mean, it's I'd absolutely do that. Yeah. I mean, I my uh, perceived hatred of sweets is not really a hatred of sweets. It's more of just it's I more of a pref- moral victory for you. Well, and, and then too, well, yeah, I guess so. I would also just cut out when I go back for second helpings of something. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do that. Like yeah. I, I would, I would balance it out. I so, got you. I got you. So yeah, darn right. right. And I wouldn't charge as much as you'd think. Right. So yeah, if you want to send me fifty bucks, Ryan. I'll eat a birthday cake. All right. I got to do a, we got to start, bench, or cut here from Pat and Paris. I have to do Reese's, Snickers, and Twix. Oh, I could do that one. And it's in that order. Yeah. I'm, 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 that's that's the order I'm keeping them there. And then for you, broccoli, cauliflower, and tofu. In that order. Yeah. That, that, that's a, that's how I'd go. I really do like broccoli. Like, I, I, like broccoli. I love broccoli. I like broccoli. Cauliflower is good. It's traditional, too. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Ryan Pace. I'm oh, sorry. Ryan Sims. Are either of you into big into reading? So let's just let's ask that first. Are, uh, I'm not. Since the last four or five years, not as much. And part of that is just like when the kids are in bed and things, I, I kind of just want to sit there and do nothing mindlessly, watch a show or a, a game or something. So the last four or five years, my reading has, has dropped off tremendously. But I used to really enjoy reading. Um that's something that probably, too, as the kids kind of get older, I think I'll get back into. Because there have been multiple times last few years where I'm like, I really want to read that book, and I just hadn't got around to it. Mm-hmm. Ryan Pace, why is the objective of golf to play the least amount of golf? Making us think here. In some ways, at least when you're on defense, in baseball, the objective is to play the least amount of baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to go three up, three down. You don't want to bat around and be out there all day. So, I'm going to have to break my own rule for this next question. Because somebody answered it and there was no rebuke, but it's from Ben Waite. Oh yeah, we got to have that. So, uh, if any one of these guys, Tanner Allen or Landon Sims, could remain on the MSU baseball team, who stays and who goes? Oh, that that quite I did see that one. That question was not answered. It was just a, kind of a comment. I I feel like it's 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 that's a gray area. Well, it we're going to answer it anyway. So anyway, so that being said, first off, we got to think in terms of Landon Sims is going to be back next year anyway. He is not eligible for the draft. Well, I'm not even playing that into the equation. But here. the answer is, it's got to be. Say it. My answer is, uh, you got to keep Tanner. Allen. You got to keep Tanner Allen. You got because you don't have that many bats. I mean, you're already. That's kind of the iffy part. You yeah, take, you can't take Tanner. If you take Allen Tanner out. Allen out of that lineup. I agree. Ugh. I agree. Like Landon Sims. Let's be honest. He's probably only impacting one game a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tanner Allen's impacting every, every game, game you, play. you play. Every game you play. So to me, it's mm-hmm. and your bullpen is your strength. I know that there aren't guys that you trust as much as Landon Sims, but there are guys that could get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, Tanner Tanner Allen all the way, Ben. All right. Miss you, buddy. We do miss Hope you. well. Uh, Sheldon Nations wants us to grade these burnt ends. He used a 15-pound brisket, salt and pepper, 12 hours in post-oak smoke, smoke, cubed it up, 
Malcolm Reed, uh, Mal- yeah, Malcolm Reed's dry rub, glazed in barbecue sauce with a splash of Corona. The the beer, not the virus. Yes, I'm sure the heat would kill the virus though. It wouldn't be a big deal. Um, Joe hasn't seen them. I'm looking at them right now. That's a solid eight, eight and a half. They look great. I, I the only thing I'm missing, the only thing that's keeping you from like the nine ten ranges, you got to pick one up and give me a squeeze. I got to see how tender. I want to see that full squeeze. He doesn't do that in the video. Uh, let's see here. Roscoe wants to know, what's the weirdest thing a guest has ever done at your house? You got a good story? I'm sure you do, so you start. I really don't. Uh, I know somebody who passed out in my backyard in a chair one time. Got so hammered. It was at my rehearsal dinner. <laughs> just, I've got a photo of it. He just, We took a picture. He's just sitting there, passed out in a lawn chair. So... I don't have any good. I don't have any good weird right. guest stories. All right, we'll move on then. Sam- I, I mean, when I was younger, like living at home with mm-hmm. mom and daddy, I was probably junior high. Um, they had some folks come over that I didn't know, and you know, being junior high, I didn't have much say in the matter. It was mom and daddy's rules, what they say goes. And so, some random dude that I didn't know slept in my bed. That's weird. They knew him well. Yeah. But I still, did not, and I was not pleased with you. No, the I bet developments. you weren't. I bet you weren't. Oof, that's a little weird. Uh, let's see here. Tanner Parsons. Jackson Fristo hasn't seen a good outing in a while. Should Lamonis look elsewhere? We have this question a couple times, I think, in here, that is it time to make Houston Harding the Sunday starter? He's he's done so – I'm kind of with him a little bit like I am Brent, like was Brandon Smith earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. He's kind of done so well in that pin roll. He seems like he's kind of adapted to it. Yeah. And Fristo, look, Fristo's had some ups and downs. I think I would make Jackson Fristo this year's Trevor uh, Fitz. Trevor Fitz. I agree with that. It That's feels good. like the One first trip through time the through the order every game. Now he struggled from the start last Sunday. He did, but, but I mean, every now and then. That's just against Vandy, happen. he was really good in the first first go round. Yeah, and it feels like most of the time he is uh, against Ole Miss. He was really good the first time through the order. Um, I, I think if if I'm Lamonis, I, I let Fristo continue to start on Sundays. Hopefully, he can get get you one trip through the order, and at the very, very, very first sign of trouble, the second time through the order, immediately go to Houston Harding. I agree with that statement. That's how that's how it should be handled. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jack Taylor. This is an interesting question. Is there a celebrity that you always hear about you can't put a face to? The name. For example, I hear the names Christina Aguilera and Angelina Jolie, but I don't really know what they look like. You should learn what Angelina I, Jolie I, looks I like. I know what both of those look like. Uh, yes. But I'm trying it, to think, is there someone that I... Somebody who I just like, I can't... So, like, it's more like I can't put the the, the name to the face for me. Like, the guy who plays on uh, on The Walking Dead, Negan. Negan. Is it Negan? Negan. Okay. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I it? don't know what his name is. Thanks, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay, I'll take your word for it. There are a lot of guys like that out there. Like, and that's what because you know, he also is uh, Bruce Wayne's dad in uh, in Batman vs Superman. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, but I don't know his name. So like, that's why people come like that guys. You know the the Joey Pants Award from uh, from the the rewatchables is he's just a that guy. So I have that problem more than I see there. I hear there. If I hear your name, I can put a face to it. I mean, there, there are a lot of uh, like singers and things that I, I probably couldn't put a face to. Like if you told okay, me. Okay, yeah, but but that's that. I feel like that's different because I'm talking about like really famous people, like people who are on TV and stuff. If I hear you on the radio, I can't see your face anyway. 
Yeah. So yeah, I have no idea what like. I'm trying to think who's a popular singer right now. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't really know. Like, if you just put like a picture of, of a random band up, I might listen to their music, but I wouldn't know it was them. Like, I like Chevelle, but I couldn't pick out any of their members of the lineup. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you in that I, it's kind of the opposite issue. Mm-hmm. I, I see people and I'm like, oh, he was in this and this and this, but I don't know what his name is. Um, I, I'm sure there are some people that I'm sorry, I was looking at text. Um, I'm sure there are some people that I don't know what they look like if you called out their name. I mean, I, I'm I'm out of the loop in pop culture. It's probably why I'm not as good a at these ask anything shows is like Bob is. Bob knew a lot of pop culture yeah, stuff. Yeah, he did, he did. I don't. So I'm just kind of You're here though. It's okay. I'm here. Yeah. I'm uh, here and most times I pay attention. Yeah. That's Ryan something that Bob no, didn't do. So. Another one from Ryan Pace. <laughs> what was the first man that was milking a cow trying to accomplish? This is a fantastic question. It's one of those things like I, I always wonder, like, who was the first guy to, you know, I'm gonna go grab that cow but, hey, Jimmy, go out there and grab it and see if anything comes out. <laughs> and then and then when it did come out, hey, man, why don't you try it? <laughs> like, what? Who who thought of that? I dare you take a drink. I dare you take You know, every I bet every great historical moment of, pre, of the prehistoric age was based on a caveman dare. That may have been the first ever hold my beer. Yeah. Hold my beer. I'm going to try it. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go over there. Hand me a cup. I'm gonna whatever comes whatever comes out. I'm gonna drink. <laughs> Could have been anything. So yeah, I'm sitting here thinking of uh, thinking of the. Have you seen Kingpin? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like takes a while to get them worked <laughs> up, but we don't have a cow. We got a bull. <laughs> Did that happen? I don't know. Robbie Chrisman wants to know. Uh, I asked towards the beginning of the season, I'll ask again now, who leads the team in homers at the end of the year? Right now, what are we at? Do you have a- I'm pretty sure Cam James is leading with eight. And Hancock, I think, has seven. Tanner Allen, I think, has six. I think he has seven. I think his he walk-off is number okay. seven. Logan like, Tanner's heating up. I feel like Cam James has the most consistent pop. I'll go Cam James. Yeah, I feel like that's probably going to be the answer, to be honest with you. Uh, let's see here. Also wants to know, have you watched the new WWE documentaries on A&E? You were talking about you have some of these I watched. Yeah, I've only watched one. I, I had all three of them on my DVR. I've watched Austin. Um, i still got to get to Piper and Savage. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who's at home this week. I'll have to record it. And... But yes, I'm going to watch them all. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Last one here from Ryan Pace. What, when we yawn, do deaf people think we're screaming? question probably not because when you yawn think about it your eyes typically kind of close a little bit yeah not all the way yeah that's true so they're probably like oh i do that too that's he's yawning. so i read this story and it's, once. it's sometimes accompanied you know by a little extra yeah. stretching too i read a, a, a thing online once and it was this guy who he was deaf and basically nobody ever told him that farts make noise so he was out at a restaurant one time and he had to let one rip, and he did, and everybody started looking at him. He just thought every, everything was a silent but deadly. Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah, because he didn't know. And, like, he was with a, he was with a date, and she was just mortified. He's like, what? He's like, you farted. He's like, you heard that? 
had no idea that they made noise. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? That's that's, that's pretty rough there. Uh, Brooks Roberts, I'm not doing an offensive football starting 11 out of beat writers. Come on, Brooks. You know better. You got a better question a little later here. Uh, Have you watched Sopranos? Well, if we did an offensive, I mean, you're a lineman, buddy. Well, I knew that. I wasn't worried about that. So, me, Steve's a lineman because he's big. Uh, Dalton's, Dalton's a lineman. lineman. Logan, because he's a former. Current or former. And Brooks. We'll count Brooks in there. Yeah. That's a pretty solid O-line. We're not bad. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good if I'm standing behind that group. Yeah, you're good. You're good. So Robbie's a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. He's got some height. We have no speed whatsoever. None. I wonder if Tyler's fast. I don't know. Don't know the answer to that question. I, I know, know I know I am not. So No, I am not either. Not at all. All right, let's move on into the second half of the rumblings. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef, who I need to go by and see this week for my Nueve de Mayo celebration. And whatever you're doing, you want to put Welcome Home Beef products onto the grill, into the pot, into the pan, because they're just the best products you can buy. Whether you're getting them at your local grocery stores throughout Mississippi or you're hitting up Welcome Home Beef at the home front there on University Drive, or if you're getting it shipped to you. Whatever it is you're trying to do with Welcome Home Beef, the products speak for themselves. I've been telling you about it now for going on over a year, and, man, the it just keeps getting better over there. They're always bringing in new stuff, new custom stuff. Give them a call. Find out. Tell them what you want and see if they can get it for you. Chances are the answer is going to be yes. Call them at 662-268-8148 or visit them online. At welcomehomebeef.com, you find out how Welcome Home Beef has one thing is for blah 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 blah. That was all manner of messed up there. Yeah, it was going the it was going straight into the trash bucket. Usually reeds and things. That's that's your strong suit, but that one that one was that that one got away from me. That one that's like when you throw the pitch and it just it's over the batter's head. That's what just happened right there. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. (laughs) I was gonna say it was like the fifty cent first pitch. You ever seen that? I have seen it many times. Many times I've seen it. My phone is all caught up in the in the wiring over here and it's like messing with my headset uh two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the cotton district 621 university drive man i can't say enough good things about two brothers it's just one of my favorite places to go in starkville i eat there as often as i can and if you've ever eaten there once you know exactly what i'm talking about if you've never eaten there you need to find out head over there today grab something off that that menu don't go in there thinking that hey this is a great barbecue restaurant which it is but it's a lot more than that. They have great specials all the time. Make sure you're following them on Instagram. They're always talking about that. On the weekends, live music. I mean, it's just a party over there at Two Brothers that you want to be a part of. 621 University Drive in the heart of the Cotton District. That's where you'll find Two Brothers Smoked Meats and Smoked Southern Soul Food. Advantage Business System says, hey, they've got you taken care of. Whatever it is you're looking for to upgrade in your office technology-wise, they've got a catalog of products and services to fit your needs, and then they're going to back that up with incredible customer service that you expect from a great local business. That's what Advantage Business Systems is. It's a Mississippi business first and foremost. They've been working in this state with people across this state for 46 years. You need to join the list of satisfied customers who have worked with Advantage Business Systems and seen their profits grow. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online. At absms.com, you'll find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel, did you ever watch The Sopranos? I did not. All right, so I just have to handle this one. What is my favorite? Who is my favorite Sopranos character? Not Tony. Uh, this, of course, comes from Kirby, by the way. 
Uh, probably Paulie. I thought he was. He was. I just always thought he was funny. What was the uh, most vicious killing? It's probably when uh, Ralphie beats that girl to death outside the Bada Bing. If I had to pick one, and he beats a pregnant girl to death, that's a bit much. Yeah. So we'll go with that. But in his defense, she was a whore. I'll have to take your word for it. Yes, haven't seen. Yes, uh, Brooks Roberts. We got to start bench and cut. Charles Rhodes, Lawrence Roberts, Jarvis Bernardo. Ooh. Man. I think it's easy. I, I'm tempted to cut Venardo. Yes. That's the correct answer. You, you got you to score. The other two guys are good enough defensively, yeah. but they are miles ahead of Venardo offensively. So as much as I love the block shots, Venardo's got to go. I'm going to start Lawrence Roberts, Roberts who was the National the Player of the Year, yep. and, and cut our bench Charles Rhodes. I think that's it. That's it. Feels weird to cut Bernardo, but it does. Well, you had to pick to. one. Yeah. It felt weirder to cut Charles Rhodes or, or, yeah, or Lawrence right. Roberts. Kent Bont, Bont Rager asks a question I've gotten a bunch. If Landon Jordan were still here, would he be the starting third baseman? Probably. Probably against right handers anyway. He'd probably be starting. I think so. You know, I think James would have. They, I, I, I understand why they did what they did, but. I think if you go back, Chris Lamontis would have been like, I mean, he, 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 at the time you couldn't take Hatcher out of the lineup, but I don't know. But I do agree, yeah, he probably would be the starting third baseman, and then James would be at uh, the DH, and that Hancock would be at first, or something along those lines. I still won't ever understand. Like, even if you are unhappy, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not playing baseball right now, I don't right, guess. Like, right. why don't you just finish out the year? I, I, but, I, I, don't I mean, just... he, there may be others. I mean, I'm not hating on him. Everybody's got to do what they feel is best for them. Exactly. But... but I, from the outside looking in, that's one that I, I don't. I mean, if you're giving get. up the sport of baseball, fine. But why would you not just stay on the team, continue to practice? You know, I, maybe I, be a part of a champion. You never yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't do. It. And not to mention, like we just said, you might be back in the lineup right now. Yeah. Devin Hedgepeth wants to know if Landon Sims has already used this coming weekend, and another save opportunity arises, does Sarantola get a chance? Why or why not? No. Nope. No. No. Y'all need to put the Sarantola well, I mean, dreams aside for the time being. All right, a while ago we had a uh, question that was, what was our confidence level in sweeping the yeah. next three series? All right, from a scale of 1 to 10, Eric Sarantola comes in in a one-run game in the ninth inning. What's your level of confidence? Two. Exactly. That's why you do not go to him. Two may be high. You can't. Because you can't, it's not time yet. I think I asked you this off air. Yeah. Or maybe I asked you it on air. I can't remember. I said, how many... What would he have to do to where the next time he come in? He has to pitch. And you told me he would have to pitch 10 10. consecutive appearances like he had the other day. Yeah. So, like, if he pitches on Tuesday, great. Let him pitch next time in the midweek. Maybe when you play at Missouri or Alabama, if you get a six, you can get a lead. lead. I don't want him in a save situation. I want him to pitch a conference game, but I don't want him to pitch in a save situation. I want him to pitch where in a situation where there's no pressure. Where you, if he gets a couple guys on, you just go get him, and that's it. And 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 Sarantola's bugaboo is the one thing that you cannot be as a closer, and that's put free guys on base. Exactly. And, and so until he proves consistently he's not going to do that, heck no. I, I would. I, I could name you six, seven guys probably that I would rather have that chance yes. over him right now. Yes. And that's again not to take anything away because as I told you off air. I think I would be shocked if he doesn't get at least a cup of coffee in the major leagues at some point. Agreed. Uh, another one from Peyton Neely. 
Joel, I'm going to my first ever Braves game next month against right. the Cardinals. Who were the Braves playing at your first game, and what was the outcome? The Cardinals. And? And the Braves won. They beat Ozzie Smith and the Cardinals 4-1 to one that night. Very nice. I've only been to one MLB game. It was a Braves game. They played the Dodgers, and they won one nothing. Braves won one nothing. Yeah. Chipper Jones hit a home run in the uh, second inning, and that was it. What? Well, Very boring game. That turned out to be all right. He was okay. Yeah. I think he was already a star when we went yeah, over there. So. I could be wrong. If you went to Turner Field, he was. I did go to Turner Field. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. See, my first game was in Fulton County. Fulton County, yeah. Yeah, so it was, ni- it was 1991. It was during the worst of first Has year. Has anybody had more stadiums? Oh, in that short of time, no. Yeah. Huh. I We're mean, Turner about- Field was just 20 years old. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't. I have, I've never really thought about that, but you know, for a franchise that didn't move, didn't 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 change cities, Atlanta's had three three stadiums. Now San Francisco has had seventeen names on their one stadium. Yeah, but they've only had two in my life. Well, crap. The Braves are just now. Uh, they moved into Truist Park in three seasons ago. Eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was seventeen. It was seventeen because there, the there was one year. There was one right. year without playoffs there. Yeah. So seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Uh, twenty. This is their fifth year. Yeah. In tri- like last year, they changed that. It was SunTrust the first three years, and yeah. it's been Truist the last two years. Yeah. So. So. There you go. Anyway, uh, the walking bully asks one of the great questions of our time: Why is the foul pole not foul pole not called the fair pole? Especially that if a batted ball hits it, it is by rule a fair ball. Wondered that my whole life. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm trying to think of any other comparisons, and there's really there's no, not, not one. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm with it's, it's, you. It's, it's, we're on the same page. The argument there is, as he said, ball hits it, it's fair. It's fair. Martin Smith, as I spent an entire Sunday cooking for a family reunion, what is the correct amount of people who should be allowed to come around the cook station to talk, ask questions, sample, and give cooking tips, and why is the answer obviously zero? Not a whole lot. Look, there's a, there's a, there's a science to being the wingman of the grill, all right? All I want from my grill wingman is to come over, maybe hand me a beer or a drink every now and then, tell me how good everything looks. Need me to grab you anything? Need me to grab you anything? Maybe, maybe, like, hey, that's flaring up a little bit because maybe I didn't notice it. But I don't need to hear about it's time to turn that or, what you know, I don't, I don't need or I like to do this. If you want to take over for me, I'll go sit on the couch. I don't need, I don't need the comments from the peanut gallery, all right? Be a wingman. You're not the pilot. Fair? That's fair. That's fair. You can very quickly get too many cooks in that kitchen. Yeah. There's a reason there's that, that saying exists. Too many cooks in the kitchen. There's a reason that saying exists. And in Brian's, you know. More than one is though. More is, than one is there's too many cooks yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. The Flying M, who got an answer and immediately just t- t- took that person down. So good job there. We're going to rank these MSU number fours. Okay. Gary Green, T. Gary's, J. Gary's a honorary. Sounds good. Gary's a personal favorite of mine. Right. So Rodney Hood, guess who's last? <laughs> Rowdy Jordan, Jamion Lewis, Charles Mitchell, Lawrence Roberts, Dan Van Cleve. I think first and last are easy. Rodney Hood is last. Lawrence Roberts is first. Yeah. yeah simple as that. So who are we putting in the middle? Um, T.J. Honore and Dan Van Cleve are sort of like the lesser-known guys of great teams. You know, Dave Van Cleve, I mean, he's what, like the sixth most popular guy off the 85 team. <laughs> Probably. Behind the big four, I think Gator Thiessen, Gene Morgan, he might be seventh. So he's down there. Um, but he's a great player. 
Honore, I mean, you look at that, that Sweet 16 team, it's all about Dampier and Daryl Wilson. Maybe Marcus Grant was ahead of, of Honore. Brian, everybody liked Brian Price. And then you have Rowdy Jordan, who I think he's a, a good... I, he's he's going to be, he's gonna be, he might be kind of close to the top here because, I mean, he is a four-year starter yeah. that has been to the College World Series every year that he has started, except for the year in which they there didn't There was have no one. College World Series. Yeah. So let's go... Roberts, then Rowdy, then we'll go Honore, then Van Cleve, and then we've got the three football guys. Charles Mitchell, Jamion Lewis, Gary Green. I will defer to you and let Gary Green be fourth, so he's the fourth of the fours. If it's not him... It's probably Jamion. I was going to say, if it's not him, it's Jamion. So then Jamion and then Charles Mitchell. So here are our number four rankings. Lawrence Roberts, uh, Rowdy Jordan... T.J. Honore, Dan Van Cleve, Gary Green, Jamion Lewis, Charles Mitchell, Rodney Hood. That's our that's our that's our good stuff there. You're right though. First and last was easy. Yeah. Drew Fior- Fiorinelli. I keep seeing some of the baseball guys wearing what look like mittens while running the bases. What's that about? I think this is like a new technology or something. Ronald Acuna wears one all the time. It's to keep you from jamming, jamming your when fingers you when you slide head into first the base or something. Exactly. Yeah, you don't exactly break a finger. Yeah, tear a ligament. Colt Wheezy, Colton Watson. I noticed Raising Cane's, the best fast food restaurant of all time, didn't make your or Joel's Mount Rushmore. Are you two simply not familiar with this delicacy? Or are you blind to its perfection? Oh, here, okay. we go. here we go. Here we go. We're going to have this discussion. And you and I are in lockstep with this. Guys, Raising Cane's is just chicken tenders. They taste the exact same at Zaxby's, at Abner's, at Slim Chicken's, at wherever Guthrie's, whatever sells chicken fingers... I can replace the chicken fingers at Cane's with somebody else's chicken fingers, and you would never know. Then they have the crinkle-cut fries, which are just frozen old french fries. They're nothing special about them. And then they have the toast, which is good, but it's just bread. They don't offer a variety of dipping sauces. You basically have to get the cane sauce, and that's it. Cane sauce or ketchup. That's all you got. Yeah. Like, if you want hot sauce, it's just in a packet. It's a little packet of, like, Louisiana hot sauce. You can't dip. Canes is not that good. Overrated. It's just ridiculous. The people who are now just, it's fine. I'm not saying it's, it's bad. bad. It's not it's bad. It's not bad. It's just well, people, like, people act like I'm going there to get you know sushi and a steak from you know Matsuhara Moromoto. What are we talking about here? It's chicken fingers. If I'm in a car with someone, they're like, "What do you want? Zaxby's, Abner's, or like you said, Canes? Canes. Zaxby's. I'm, I'm probably picking Zaxby's, but. Yeah. Then again, if we, I, I just don't care. It's not like, oh, Canes, it's got to be Canes. Like, I mean, the, I would the say Zaxby's because I want dipping sauces. Yeah, you have variety. Yeah. Raising Canes, it's incredible. The people who are so, I mean, I get some of them. Like, some, some people's, like, obsession with something. I, I get it. Well, what is the obsession with Raising Canes? I don't understand. I mean, if you line it up, I mean, like the KFC Colonel's Crispy Strips or whatever. Just that, as good. Just as good as the Popeye's. They're, they're, they may be better. I, I don't understand why people are I will are say, so, like, the chicken strips at Popeye's, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan they're of not, those. They're not the best, but I'm just saying that there's no reason to be this obsessed about a chicken finger place. Just There just isn't. I don't get it. Overrated. Yes. Tucker Medlin. State got a sweep, but I also, all I saw on Twitter all weekend was anger over the lineup not hitting well enough or the starters not performing, etc. Was this past weekend a red flag for State, or do fans just love to be miserable? Welcome to our world, Tucker. Yep. Fans just love to be miserable. Simple At all that. times. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's never-ending. Uh, if you could give your college self one piece of advice, what would it be? Mine's easy. Go ahead with yours. Um, It, it would have been to get involved earlier. Like, mm-hmm. my first couple of years in college, I was basically just a student. I didn't do much of anything outside. I went to class and I went home kind of thing. And I feel like both for my career purposes, like I, I could have done more internship stuff or been involved. I would have just been involved in more stuff. Um, by the end of my college career, I was really having fun, having a good time. And I was involved in a lot of things. And I just... College goes by quick anyway, and I feel like it went by quicker for me because I waited too late to really get invested and involved in a lot of things. And and to me, that's when you, A, you have the most fun, and B, you learn the most and get to know that. So, yeah, I, I would have just gotten involved quicker than I did as opposed to just go to school for two years and then start getting involved. Mm-hmm. Mine's uh, go to class, you idiot. Simple as that. I didn't have that problem. I did. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dylan Newell, if you could spend a day talking to an animal, what animal would you choose, and what would you want to learn from him? Well, I sometimes do spend a lot of my day talking to an animal. I talk to a cat all the time. I he talk doesn't talk to him, back, though. Yeah, it, I, I will be on my back porch having a good old conversation with Hammer all the time. Yeah. So what would you want to learn He's, from him if he could tell you something? I'm pretty good at just being relaxed anyway, but I think he's got it mastered. So maybe it's just how to just chill. 100% of the time. Because he is now. Yeah. Especially yeah, now cats. at his age. He's now like going on 13 years old. Yeah, so he's an old man. He's just an old man. So he, uh, he's he got the old just lounging and not letting the world get to him. He's got it mastered. Nowadays, uh, I have some cats that sometimes sneak in my backyard. And he has an automatic feeder back there that puts his food out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the cats will come over there and get into his food if, if he didn't eat it all. And he used to five, six years ago. I mean, he would have killed those cats. Yeah. I walked up there the other day. The cats were eating, and he was just laying right by them watching. So uh, he's got he's got the whole relaxing and chilling. He's yeah. got that mastered. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know how he did it. See, with cats, I like to be like, I want to know, how can you be a jerk all the time and everybody still loves you? Because I, I have got the first part down. Jerk all the time. But not everybody loves me. I need to figure out how they do it. I don't, I don't know the answer. It's people that know you love you, Brian. I guess. Um, let's see here. Jay Henry is calling you out here. He says, when I'm in Starville, I try to hit up Joel T. Why does he never respond to a phone call? Well, first off, Jay, I would say nobody responds to phone calls anymore. Well, Send second, him a text. Second off, Jay, hey, I don't know that I have your number. So if you did call, I don't know that Nobody's I answering it. an unknown number these days. And B... When was I, this? I, yeah. I, I, to my knowledge, I'm not saying you didn't call, mm-hmm. because you could have called, mm-hmm. but I don't have a record anywhere on my phone that you have called me. <laughs> yeah. no. So, Jay, Jay, send the man a text next time. Gil Manclang, it's time for pick two and leave one, one of our favorite things. REM, the Foo Fighters, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. R.E.M., the Foo Fighters, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Uh, I may go Foo Fighters, then Chili Peppers, and then R.E.M.'s last. So I would go uh, I would go Foo Fighters, R.E.M., and I would bench the Chili Peppers. 
That's how I would go. I'm not a huge R.E.M. I mean, it's fine. I love R.E.M. They're great. But uh, of those three, that'd be my last. Yeah. Uh, spaghetti, ravioli, lasagna. The thing here is lasagna, mm-hmm. I like it, Ooh. but it has to be right. You like, come try mine. And, and you can easily present lasagna to me that I'm just not a big fan of. Ravioli, I'm kind of like, it's pretty consistent, all the ravioli I've ever had. Yeah. If it's the good kind of lasagna, then lasagna is too. Like, I'm a big spaghetti guy. I love spaghetti. Spaghetti's one to me here. Okay. Um, lasagna is two if it's like I like it. And then ravioli's out. Right. I'm going lasagna and ravioli. I'm, I'm cutting spaghetti. Not a big spaghetti Not guy. a big spaghetti guy? No. I love spaghetti. Obi-Wan, Han Solo, or Luke Skywalker? So it's it's Han Solo. He's, he's wow. The, he's the coolest dude. Like, are we, what are we going on we here? we got to leave one. Oh, we got to leave one out? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm saying Han Solo's the coolest dude. Okay, okay, okay. But I thought you were cutting him. Oh, we're cutting Obi-Wan. Really? I'm not cutting Luke. I might cut Luke. Nah. I am Luke. You made me Luke earlier in the, the show. The way Luke went out, I'm not a big fan of that. So I thought you didn't count those. So I don't, like that but that's why count. I don't count them. Uh, I haven't seen Dunkirk or Interstellar, have you? No. Okay, well, we're moving on. Inception was the answer then. <laughs> this is the toughest one maybe ever. No caffeine, no air conditioning, must wake up at 5 o'clock every morning. All right, so we have I, to do one of those. Yes, we have to do two of them. We have to do two of those. So I am for sure not cutting air conditioning. I can't live in a world with no air conditioning. I, when it gets hot, not I in Mississippi, you could. I can't. You'll die. It's no good. I, I, I'm going to get up at five a.m. every day. Me too. Here's the thing: the, the caffeine helps you Here's negate that. It says I must wake up at five. Doesn't say I can't go back to sleep at six. <laughs> Doesn't say that. Uh, Steve Mormon, do you listen to any non-sports podcast? I love talking Sopranos. It's the only non-sports podcast I listen to. I, do wrestling podcasts count? I mean, I listen to Jericho. Yeah. Um, um, I like hardcore history every now and then. If I've got you know, if I got to take a long drive, you pop that in, and five hours later, you're good. Um, I listen to some like sermon stuff sometimes. Yeah, that probably makes sense for like, you. Like because like. So many times I'm speaking somewhere or whatever. Sometimes I need to be, a lot of times I need to be preached to. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I listen a lot of like John Piper. I listen to him a lot. Some of his stuff. If rowdy John anyone. Piper? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. He's got rowdy anywhere in his name, but I do listen to. Uh, also from Steve, should the SEC make the head of SEC officiating available for questions at media day? They do. You can talk to him every year. I might do it this year. I might have to be like, uh, what I want to ask him is this. You guys came up with a Twitter feed that was supposed to be this one thing. And it's not. Why? It's a good question. You know. Is uh, it still Steve Shaw? Is he still the No, it's somebody else now. They changed it? I don't well he he retired or something. Okay. He, so uh Kurt wants to know rank these in your order of interest. We've done the wrestling Mount Rushmore question a few times. Uh rank in your order of interest. Test driving a NASCAR race car at Talladega. Riding in a hot air balloon or skydiving. Don't care to ride in a hot we air know balloon the, or skydiving. We have learned about the hot air balloon. <laughs> that is that is a zero out of ten. Skydiving might be fun for a few minutes, assuming the chute opens. <laughs> what was the joke I told you the other day? If 
If you ever go skydiving and the parachute doesn't open, you've got the rest of your life to figure it out. <laughs> That's right. Like If you could guarantee me life on the other side here, skydiving's the winner. But who would not want to take a lap around the track at Talladega? Yeah, that'd be Of course, I can't problem. drive a standard, so that might be a problem. But you can't we'll drive a standard? Wow, well, here we go. come on, man. I can't drive a standard. That's my first truck. Well, I mean, I, it wasn't, so you know, I don't think. Let's see here. Uh, you know, one day, we're going to all have automatic cars, and people are going to be like, you used to, you used to put it in drive? What? Yeah, what do you mean you put it in drive? What do you mean? You, you had a steering wheel? Exactly. Uh, TJ Hand. We got another one of these. The devil's going to offer us a deal here. National Championship for Mississippi State. And they become an, a, ten, a team that averages 10 wins a year. So we're getting 10 wins per year on the minimum. They are a perennial power. But Chelsea and the Atlanta Braves are disbanded. Do you take the deal? I take the deal. If I wasn't on the big, like, I, I I say this all the time, guys. We got, we got to have fan Joel for this question. If I'm fan Joel, I, I take the deal. I think. Why well, you walk away from the Braves? <laughs> I mean, I would be so invested in this. Oh, be, this, it, falls would be a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're, take, we're taking the deal. Would, uh, and it, it would be tougher. If the Braves didn't disband, and I just like couldn't watch them and couldn't keep up with them, by by saying the Braves disbanded, okay, yeah. they no longer exist. Yeah, so. it's, it's not a problem anymore. Yeah, just move on. Ethan Brazil, we have triple threat matches. Who wins these? Okay, the first is the Hugo Weaving uh, match. Agent Smith v and Lord Elrond of Rivendell. So I'm thinking I'm going to go with Agent Smith here because he can bend the rules of reality. Right? Doesn't that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I, you're like on. He dodges. Bu- I mean, he can dodge a bullet. Elrond, all he's got is a sword. <laughs> well, he easily dodged that. And V has the knives. He has bullets, but Agent Smith can just sort of do what he wants. So we're going with Agent Smith. I'm, I'm, I'm riding with you this whole question. Right. Go. Then we have Carl Urban characters: Judge Dredd, the Executioner from Thor Ragnarok, okay. or Aemir, son of uh, oh gosh, a- I can't remember his dad. Uh, you know, of the Rohirrim, yeah. on ho- but he's on horseback. I'm going Judge Dredd here because he's got a gun. The other guys don't have guns. I'm, I mean, you, I, I, you're right. I'm, never bring a knife to a gunfight. There's a reason. There's a reason that <laughs> reason that saying exists. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. Harlow Gold on the baseball team. What seniors with one year of eligibility left might come back? Josh Hatcher will come back. No reason to leave if you're Josh Hatcher. Could Rowdy come back? When you see Rowdy Jordan, do you say that guy's a for sure? I mean, how many rounds are they doing? 20? Is he for sure? If they get drafted, they're gone. I mean, bottom line. Because, you know, some years it's like they get drafted. Are they going to sign or are they not going to sign? I think this year if they get drafted, they're mm-hmm. gone. Okay. And, like, Josh Hatcher? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he's getting drafted. So, yeah, so Josh Hatcher he could come back. Yeah. Um. 20 rounds. I mean, like Tanner out. I could see Tanner and Rowdy. If you told me they got drafted, I believe that. Yeah, I agree. So, I, right. I don't think they're coming back. Our last question today comes from us from Leroy Jenkins. Who? This is one of the most detailed questions we've ever gotten. Baseball. The game has very specific distances and dimensions for the playing surface. The bases are 90 feet. The rubber is 60 feet, 6 inches from the plate. Except in the minor leagues, and one they're testing out 61 feet. Let's not talk about that. The radius of the skinned infield is 95 feet. The backstop is 60 feet from the plate. 
The pitching mound is 10 inches high and 18 feet in diameter. The pitching rubber is 18 inches back from the center of the mound. The flat area of the top of the mound is 5 feet by 34 inches. The 6 inches in front of the pitching rubber is flat, then it begins to grade down 1 inch per foot. Home plate is second base is 138 feet, 3 and 3 eighths inch, etc., etc. But when it comes to how far you have to hit the ball in order to leave the yard and score, a.k.a. slapping a dinger, it's very arbitrary. There are all these precise measurements, but when it comes to arguably the most important measurement affecting the score, it's like, eh, whatever. You could say the field is adapted to the available real estate, but we wouldn't do that with a football field or a basketball court. No one's going to say, we only have room for an 83-yard football field here, so okay, build it anyway. It wouldn't be so <laughs> odd if baseball wasn't so protective of stats and records. There's no real question here, but I see what he's getting at. Why aren't all the outfields the same? Why is it not uniform? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. I will First say- off, the, the, the numbers are, are hilarious there. I don't know the answer to that question, mm-hmm. but I'm so thankful baseball is the way that it is. It makes it it, it, ma- it gives, gives every it some charm. every field personality. Yeah, I mean, and look, it changes I, the way you recruit or, or changes the way you sign players. You got a pitcher's park, you sign pitchers. If you got a hitter's park, you sign hitters. I mean, you think about it, and you go around the big leagues: Fenway Park, yeah. Green Monster. Yeah. You immediately think of yeah. Wrigley, the Ivy, the Brick Wall. Yeah. Houston Stadium used to have that short porch out there. Yeah, Houston, Crawford boxes, banging trash cans. Yeah. That sort of thing. Atlanta Braves, underpaid center fielders. (laughs) Right fielders. Right fielders, I'm sorry. Uh, That guy doesn't play center as fast as he is? Well, he's he's a much better right fielder. All right. Uh, He he played center the other day. He still does every now and then, but he's mainly a right fielder now. Mm -hmm. But Houston used to have the dang heel in center. You remember that? They took that thing out. Yeah. Uh, when when you mention ballparks, you automatically Yankee Stadium. I think of the short porch and right. Like right. It's you you think of all the personality and I mean, football fields and stadiums and basketball arenas ain't much personality there. All the same. So I don't know why baseball is the way it is, but it's always been that way. And yeah. I'm I'm glad it is. I, I agree. I agree. So, all right. Tomorrow's show we'll uh, break down the safety position for Mississippi State. Uh, we'll talk a little baseball, and of course, we'll get you ready for Friday big series with South Carolina. So, until then, for Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.